Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. This will be episode 116. Woo! Yeah. And uh, we are thrilled today. We've got a special guest. Before we get into that, let me get through our information so you know where to find us and get in touch with us. You can find us online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst, Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst, where you can leave us an, a voicemail at, you got this, Kevin? Oh, 360-818-4339. Nice. Did uh, I get it? You got it. I think that's the first time ever. <laughs> that's the ever. first time. So, 360-818-4339. You can leave us a voicemail there. Also, I just set up this week trying out a new thing. You can go to our website, and on the right-hand side of the website, you can click to leave us a voice message, and using the microphone on your computer, you can just leave us a voicemail that way so you don't actually have to use a phone and call long distance long distance if it's not local for you. So you can do that right on our homepage, and uh, we'd love to have you do that. Also, we'd really appreciate any review you want to give us on iTunes. No matter what country you're in, I found someone left us a review in Australia this week, so that was great. Um, and then, of course, you can send us an email to David at Worship Ministry Catalyst.com or Kevin at Worship Ministry Catalyst.com. Well, it's been a while since we've been able to do one of these, but today I'm really excited. We've got a special interview coming your way. Uh, somebody that, that I've kind of followed a little bit over the years mainly by using his videos. Um, and I actually heard him on another podcast that I listened to, and you've probably heard me talk about on this podcast. I've talked about the Church Tech Talk podcast, and uh, it's a great resource for, for all video tech people in particular. They have talked about audio and other things from time to time, but especially video stuff they talk about a lot, and it's a great resource there, churchtechtalk.com. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do that. There's some great guys over there and a great podcast. Been running a lot longer than we have, but uh, a lot of great stuff there. But I heard our guest today on that podcast, and then I've heard about him for a long time now, and that is Dan Stevers. Hey, Dan, how are you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. So, so Dan, right off the bat, you want to give us your information where people can get in touch with you and find you? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my website is just my name because uh, I was too boring to ever come up with a company name. So it's just uh, danstevers.com. Uh, I don't have a very good imagination when it comes to the naming. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at danstevers. And, uh, yeah, that's that's basically... All you need. <laughs> I won't give you a Facebook. That's pretty lame. That's so. good. That's good branding of yourself. That 
<laughs> if you come up with a weird well, company it, it's name. It's funny. It has worked out to be interesting like when your company is your own name because that way like when you go somewhere, it, it, people don't have to connect the dots between a company and a person. It's like I am my own brand. So it's like I'm a walking <laughs> brand. Yeah. You should uh, put a UPC on your forehead or something. <laughs> wow. Should, I actually not. just went to Echo in Dallas and uh, for the first time, I got some shirts printed up, but it's very uncomfortable wearing a shirt with your company when it's just your name on it. So yeah. you, you feel just, a, I felt a little odd just walking around with a shirt with my name on it. I felt like I was in like fourth grade or something. Well, I was going to say. Just in could, case I get lost or something. You could uh, you could just get shirts made up that said me, but then people think you're advertising. Wasn't, doesn't uh, Apple have a me Right something, at me dot yeah. com or something. Yeah, so that might be a little yep. weird. So but. it's a curse and a blessing. <laughs> well, um I I gotta say I love I love what you do. Uh we have used several of your videos here at our church and my other churches that I've worked at. Most recently, I know it's one of your older videos, but this last Good Friday we used the veil that you did as part of our our journey to the cross experience um and we actually we had one of a room set up as the cross room and and uh had the cross and people could nail stuff to the cross like a lot of people have done but we had your video playing in a loop in there for people to watch and how the the significance of good friday was the veil being torn and uh so just a great job on that video cool yeah that's awesome thanks for sharing yeah 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 that one's i think I think that one's like five years old now yeah so, yeah i guess it i guess it held up so. yeah it's uh, culturally relevant even today well, at least for our church uh, well yeah i mean it depends on how far behind the times your church is right so, <laughs> right right yeah 20 years from now people might think that's like the coolest video they've ever seen so. <laughs> yeah it'll be retro in 20 years you know so it'll it'll still be catching new people um well, right off the bat, I was wondering if you could give us a brief kind of start to finish of the process that you go through when you're creating a, min- a mini movie, you know, from from the very beginning idea, you know, conception until, you know, I know you I know there's this is days and days and probably weeks worth of work for you. And I'm asking you to condense it into a couple of. <laughs> minutes here but <laughs> no problem um, just kind of beginning to end what you go through um yeah I'll, well a lot of people actually don't know that i i work for a church in uh san diego california called journey and uh so that's that's what all my work is done for so pretty much anything you've seen of mine has been done for journey and uh, then i'm just able to uh, turn it around and make that available for other churches hmm. um so that being said, I mean, it, it always starts with the pastor and with a, uh, you know, a series and the series, you know, they, they have the typical church themes of, you know, it could be a marriage series. It could be on a specific character from the Bible, something like that. Um, but uh, the leadership at my church doesn't really give me much direction as far as uh, what they want for video. They, they pretty much just uh, cut me loose. They let me mm-hmm. take a look at the series layout and uh, I, I can kind of pick a week or pick a message that I kind of feel uh, like it resonates with me. And uh, so then I'll just uh, draw some concepts, uh, run it by the creative, uh, creative director at my church. And um, once he gets the okay, then, uh, you know, then you actually get into the production process there. Um, 
I'm a I'm a big advocate of storyboarding, and uh, mm-hmm. actually, really, I'm a big advocate of like doing as much as you can um, away from the computer uh, hmm. before you actually start. Uh, you know, the fun part of actually animating and stuff. Right. Um, I find the longer that I that I um, that I keep myself away from a computer, the and the more I'm just sketching and the more I'm reading, um, the better the 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 idea, the core of the video, you know, mm-hmm. uh, becomes. Um, so, uh, yeah. Cause when you get, when you get on a computer, then you get in, you know, you start working on, on the details and you might get right. caught on, you know, this part of it. And it's not really that important, but it feels important at the moment. But then when you're done, it's, I, why did I waste so much time on, on this small right. section instead of the overarching idea? Right. Yeah. I missed the big picture because you really found this awesome filter that uh, <laughs> just looks so cool. Right. Like, how could you not use it? You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you do a lot of storyboarding. I mean, do you just do, I mean, do you do the whole nine yards drawn pictures and, and that kind of thing, or do you just kind of, you know, outline it or what's that look like for it's, you? It's really rough. Like, um, it's basically like stick figures, you know, like it, but in my head, like it, it's not about making a, a really nice looking drawing. It's really just a, figuring out the mechanics of the video. Um, transitions are really important in my work because pretty much most of my videos are just like pure animation mm-hmm. and uh, I do a lot of type videos. Um, so the storyboarding really helps with the transitions. So I can figure out how I need to go from this scene that has maybe two lines of type and uh, you know, whatever is in the background and how I'm going to transition that, uh, to get to the next little piece of text that's right after that. Cause you know, I'm not, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to just have like a fade, you know, that goes between <laughs> this or just a hard cut or something. Cause for me, the challenge is, um, doing something that's sort of a, that has continuity throughout the whole piece that it's sort of like evolving and sort of, um, it just feels natural, you know. There's no hard cuts. There's no jerky transitions. So that's where the storyboarding uh, comes in to be really, really important for me. Is just I figure out, okay, uh, you know, maybe the camera needs to do a 360 twist, and the three lines can of text can actually become like three tree trunks or something like that. And then I can take that scene, and I can go, okay, now that I have three tree trunks, now how am I going to get from there to you know the next point? So. So, so you mean you don't just uh, put a you know a random transition in in between stuff and and just uh, kind of sit down at the computer and hey let's talk about Paul and then just start putting typing Paul and random <laughs> stuff in there and see what comes out. There's actually right. some forethought that goes into it. Yeah, like like I said, I mean the idea for the video is everything for me. Um, and and not even just the idea, but even just the visual. Um, the the identity the visual style of the video is super important to me because i want i want both the idea and the visual style to be something that sticks with you um you know for me one's not more important than the other um so that's why like if you look at my library of videos like every single video i do uh looks pretty different from anything else i've done and that's just because i i want i really want the visuals to serve the idea mm-hmm. and yeah so that's that's huge for me now, Dan, uh, let me ask you a question. Watching some of those videos, uh, the music just played a really, really big part. Where do you get that music from? 
Yeah, that's kind of my secret weapon is that uh, <laughs> if you start out with good music, it's pretty much just all downhill from there. Then it's just trying not to screw up the video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so there's so much bad, 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 really bad stock audio out there. I mean, there's bad stock everything, right. stock photos, stock music, stock video. There's tons of bad stuff out there. So being able to find good sources of audio has been huge for me. Um, I've been using a um, company called Firstcom, and their website is firstcom.com. And uh, they're, they're one of the more high-end uh, stock music providers. And, and you can hear that when you, when you watch one of my videos. Um, it, actually sounds, <laughs> it actually sounds like a, a, an actual musician made it rather than <laughs> someone like on a, on a Casio keyboard. From <laughs> uh, really good stuff. But uh, yeah, since they are more high-end, uh, they are also one of the, uh, the most expensive ones too. They don't work like a lot of other stock music companies do uh, where you, it's just you pay like 35 bucks and you download the song. It's actually like you're on a subscription plan to the company and uh, it's pretty intense to actually just uh, even get accepted to the company. It, I kind of felt like I was applying for a mortgage or something when I <laughs> uh, joined their subscription. So they're, they're pretty intense about it, but it's, it's really good stuff. Um, there are some other options there if you're not willing to um, spend thousands of dollars on your stock music subscription. Um, Audio Jungle, I mean, you can, uh, any, any of those kind of sites that just have tons of stuff, you're going to have to wade through a lot of uh, really bad stuff mm-hmm. before you get to the good stuff. So sites like Audio Jungle, you can find some stuff on sites like Pond5, uh, which is just pond and then the number five uh, dot com. They have some stuff too. I think you can find like five dollar tracks there. But like I said, I mean, you got to be willing to invest the time to just uh, sit. I mean, even with Firstcom, I I have to sit there and just I I usually spend about two days doing nothing but looking through stock music uh, tracks because it's so important to me. It's like the music is everything for me. Yeah. Often I start um, scripting until I have the music because. I know that if I tried to script something and I didn't find the right music for it, it just wouldn't come off right. So a lot of times the the music will actually inform the script and I'll kind of gauge the music, uh, the tone of the music, and then I'll write the script accordingly, which seems kind of backwards to most people. But uh, I don't know, That's the music kind of dictates the, mo- the movie for me a lot of times. Now, Dan, I noticed that, um, you know, at least the, the several videos I watched, the uh, uh, the video and the music just seem to flow perfectly together. When you when you get that audio that um, that music part, is it all one thing, or are you are you using different audio files and splicing them together and integrating them, or is it just one audio thing that you then create your uh, mini movie off of? Um, it, pretty much every single track I've ever found, I've had to edit it in some way. Usually, yeah. there's six different cuts in the track that I'm making uh, if it's a long enough track, you know. Um, right. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm always hacking things up because I'm always, it's a give and take. Like I said, I usually like to start with the music. So I'll start with the music and then maybe I'll start writing um, the script. And But maybe I need it to change the emotional tone um, a little bit quicker, like if I get to a certain part in the script where it's more emotional. Uh, so maybe I, I need to fast forward in the song a little bit to I, till I can get to where the music's kicking in, you know. So maybe I need to chop out like 20 seconds of the audio and uh, to just make sure it syncs up. 
so it's kind of both ways. It's like I find the music and then I write the script and then I edit the music to my script. And so it's kind of back and forth the whole process. Well, how did you get started in this whole process of making mini movies? I mean, first, I just kind of the first question or first part of that. I'm curious if you, you know, were you trained in the whole art of motion graphics? And then, and then if you were, did you anticipate when you were getting trained, you know, making many movies for church or did you have another dream in mind and, and God kind of led you down a different path? Yeah, I, I basically had no um, real interest in video um, throughout high school or, or uh, even college for that matter. Um, I always knew I was going to go into art, but I, uh, my dad's a graphic designer, so I just kind of assumed that I would just probably fall into some sort of graphic design. Um, I kind of grew up, uh, you know, learning from him and then doing little odd jobs related to graphic design, little jobs to help him out um, along the way. So that's kind of um, it's kind of how I got started. Um, I went to uh, San Diego State University, and um, uh, the the program was basically a graphic design program. And, um, so that, that was kind of my, my training. Um, but during college, um, uh, I had been playing on the worship team at the, at the church I'd been going to uh, journey here in San Diego and, uh, been playing drums there for like years and years. And, um, they had a couple of videos that, uh, people had made, um, for, uh, for like the weekend services here, um, and they they were pretty simple. They were just like white type on a black background. <laughs> but you know, it's like I felt like the bar was set like at a reachable level for me. <laughs> right. Doing videos because I thought, well, I could at least do that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> even do better, but I could at least do that. Um, and I just I, I just call that uh, you know just listening to that tiny little uh, I don't know inkling from God and just saying you know maybe that is God uh, telling me. Uh, trying to tell me something. So um, I approached the pastor uh, after one of the weekend services and I said, hey, like, uh, would you be interested in like me helping out uh, just making videos just on a volunteer basis? I just feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe this is something that I could be good at. Hmm. And yeah, so they said totally. And uh, but actually they kind of caught me off guard because then it was like two weeks later I was producing my first video like to be shown in our service to thousands. like trial by fire and I just kind of got like thrown into the deep end and then I just had to figure out um the programs and how how, how to make a video basically um as I went nice so it was terrifying actually it was pretty <laughs> stressful and and a crazy time uh of my life but you know had I had I tried to like uh, I don't know, ease into this by saying like, oh, you know, maybe maybe I'll wait until I learn the programs first before I volunteer. I honestly think that I, I probably never would have volunteered because I don't think any, even right now, I don't feel like I'm at the point where I could do anything that I want video wise. Hmm. Um, and especially at the time, I was like, I know nothing about this. But I mean, had I said like, well, maybe I'll try and get good at video and then I'll volunteer. I, I, I probably don't think I ever would have. You know, it probably would have been that thing that you hear that little inkling from God and you say, ah, oh, maybe maybe later. And then later never comes, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just that I, I was stupid enough to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> to say like, hey, maybe I could make videos uh, having never made a video before. 
getting videos. Uh, that was about uh, seven and a half years ago. So, yeah, it's all history wow. ever. Hmm. Well, it's really cool. It uh, uh, it seems like God has certainly blessed you with the talent because, uh, yeah, the, the videos I watched, it, you know, it's not just – videos and and if you're listening to this podcast you definitely need to go to his website uh danstevers.com but the these uh these aren't just videos they're they're stories you know and i really felt like i was um being a part of this story so i really think uh, despite the uh the kind of informal um backwards way of doing it uh god certainly has you in the right spot yeah it's pretty crazy too and uh you know, the thing that I think actually benefits my work is the fact that I wasn't trained as a video guy, but I was actually trained as a graphic designer. So basically, I'm, I'm trained as a visual person, you know, that that's like my background. I'm, I'm all about how the visuals are going to impact people. So that's the fun thing about getting to do videos is uh, I'm not just concerned with the script and I'm not just concerned with the big idea of the video, but I'm, I'm really concerned with like how those visuals are going to impact you. And because uh, I know a lot of video guys that go to school just to do videos, um, a lot of times they end up focusing a lot on the programs and like learning the programs and how to edit and uh, I don't know how to how to run a camera and stuff. But they miss all of those design fundamentals that like you learn the first year of trying to do a, a fine arts or a graphic design program. Mm -hmm. So I feel really fortunate that I have that sort of design background because I, I really think it's given my work um, a different voice than someone that may say, uh, you know, was just interested in shooting video their whole life. So, so speaking of um, software and programs and and the technical side of things, can you just give us a quick rundown of what you use and uh, just kind of, you know, the most important pieces of software or hardware that you have to, that enables you to do what you do? Yeah, um, basically everything I do is done on two programs. Uh, the first is Adobe After Effects, and uh, this is where all of the all of the magic <laughs> happens. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where I do all of my animation, all of uh, all of my compositing, all of my uh, color grading for um, for like live uh, video footage and stuff. And uh, so uh, that's that's where all the projects start, and then I bring them into Final Cut. Uh, just to do the simple edits, just to do assembly and to uh, fit it up, sync it up with the music. And uh, other than that, um, I've recently started getting into Cinema 4D, which uh, does actual is an actual 3D program because Adobe After Effects doesn't do real 3D. It just kind of like fakes it, kind of fakes 3D. Um, but Cinema 4D is for actual true th uh, 3D. So I've used that in a couple projects. Uh, one was God of the Broken, where I wanted to have like a bunch of 3D glass shards kind of floating around. I was like, mm -hmm. I have this idea of having the, all this broken glass, but I know that After Effects can't do it. So I just said, okay, I guess I got to learn this program now. <laughs> Me volunteering, having no clue what I'm doing. I <laughs> uh, came to the church. It comes. It's the same thing with the program. It's like, okay, I want to do something, and I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna commit to it, and I'm gonna say, I'm not giving up on this, and I'm just gonna try and learn this program just so I can do this. So. <laughs> it sounds like you've not only got a good grasp on the arts and the art side of things, but you also have a nice ability to be able to pick up the technical side of things, which I know isn't a natural for everyone out there in the world. I really think that the technical stuff is the easy stuff to learn, mm -hmm. like when. 
When people ask me like what sort of education they should pursue, I, I always tell them like not any sort of education or degree or whatever that it, that is just going to be teaching you programs. Because 10 years from now, we're all going to be using different programs anyways. But the thing that's going to stick with you and the thing that's going to make your, your art or your video strong is getting really good design principles. So that's what I always tell people to stay away from just the technical learning because like like for myself like I could teach myself how to use all these video editing programs but there's no way I could have taught myself uh, you know all the principles of time. Well that's all the time we have for this episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. You'll have to come back to the next episode, episode 117 to hear the rest of this interview with Dan Stevers of danstevers.com Thanks so much for listening Check us out online www.worshipministrycatalyst.com facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst twitter.com slash wmcatalyst or you can send an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thanks for listening to episode 116. We'll catch you next time. Bye.